from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. third voice i did hear I third voice. only mean it was small it was on the wind it was distant and distant yet warm and familiar who could it be it could I be think, anyone i think we have a guest i think it is none other than brilliant game designer podcaster and overall incredible godlike human being alex flanagan i'm maybe half of one of those things <laughs> <laughs> yes that's right we are joined by alex flanagan alex alex can you tell us everything that you do that's incredible? Just let's get these plugs <laughs> out of the way so we can start talking about about cool kid shit. Well, um, just to get things out of the way immediately, straight up front, I feel it necessary to be honest with everybody here. I cannot curl my tongue into a U. I know that's a pretty incredible thing. I'm not Fuck. capable of doing it. Genetically speaking, it's never been possible for me. So uh, um, I just want to shut down that image that folks might have at home before I go any further. But Is that an uh, image that's some, on the internet like so circulating we're done here. or something? Is that a rumor? Yeah, I was about to say, is that so a rumor or something? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're done here. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just I, when, you, when you start talking about images of excellence, I feel like there's a very specific template that comes to mind. And um, it's, it's easier for me to admit that now than to let people down further down the road. But I understand. If you can get over that, if you can forgive me <laughs> for that genetic shortcoming, um, then I, I do a number of podcasts, probably, well, not that many. Two, I guess. It's not a lot. That's a lot. That's a it's lot. It's a lot. I, I guest on podcasts sometimes, like this one. I mean, not like this one. Nothing's really like this one, but similarly to the way I might guest on this one, which is to say in a chaotic and haphazard fashion, I have been known to appear on other podcasts as well. But primarily, <laughs> I do the Cryptid Keeper podcast, uh, which is a podcast where my friend Addison and I talk about different folkloric creatures and mythological creatures and cryptids straight up um, from all over the world every week. And then I also am the uh, game master, the keeper for a horror Borealis on the One Shot Network, which is a, an actual play monster of the week show. Fuck Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're, everything's very good that you good do. Shit. I hope you know. Like, Thank you. You do good shit. Like, it, there, there's a lot of people out there that are just slinging shit, but you sling that good shit. <laughs> only the and finest. I, yeah, only the finest, like, grade A. And I really want, I tip my hat to you because, like, we both really love your work and respect you, so we're very happy to have you uh, on our weird little podcast that could. Well, thank you. That is so, so sweet. I think that literally... Aaron sent me the invitation and it was a span of like 0.2 milliseconds before I responded because it's a message I've been waiting for probably my entire life. Like up until the moment when I first knew what those words meant, um, was spent waiting for the moment when I did understand them. And then every moment after that was spent waiting for them to, to sort of come out into existence. So here I am world. So it is no secret that the fastest way to my heart and my, you know, happiness is through my ego so that <laughs> has just made my week. So speaking of our podcast, we should probably explain what our podcast is about. What? We do that like 10 <laughs> minutes in usually. Yes, that is correct. I forgot to say, hello, everyone. My name is Eric Sanasias. I was too excited. <laughs> and my name is Jeff Stormer. <laughs> and we are I'm, joined I'm today. I'm Alex Flanagan. Somebody said that yes. already. 
by the legend Alex Flanagan to do all my fantasy children. It is a tabletop-inspired world-building, storytelling, and character creation podcast where each week we take your brilliant listener prompts, spin them up into an original character, and then use them to populate an original fantasy world aptly called fantasy. And we also have great bits, jokes, and goofs. <laughs> so, Jeff, I want to kick the show off with, real quick, what's getting you excited this week? Um, so there's, there's a few things getting me excited this week. Um, we're bringing back a familiar segment, um, to Aaron's dismay, we are bringing back a familiar segment. What? Um, Did you fucking start Dragon Ball all over again? I will, (laughs) I will fucking take a bus to Philly. Of course, Aaron, of course I did not start Dragon Ball all over again. Of course I didn't. I started Dragon Ball GT. Okay. So, Alex, how familiar are you with Dragon Ball Universe? Oh, I'm really not that familiar with Dragon Ball Universe. It's not one I've Lucky watched. You. I am currently making my way through JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, oh, which my. Is not the same show, but I, I feel... I feel very similarly and very empathetically when I hear the words, oh, I started or I restarted. And I'm yep. like, mm, I'm there in spirit, not in the same place, but in the same realm. Yeah. I, know, it's, JoJo is admittedly on our list of things to start. And I, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, I just went down this road. I can't say that yeah. I recommend starting JoJo. I'm doing fair. it, but <laughs> That's I, can't, fair. I can't necessarily endorse that decision. <laughs> it does not get my seal of approval. I'm finally at the part where it's like good and enjoyable to me, um, which is part four, which is, I think, some 120 episodes in. So oh take that as you will. Oh, my God. <laughs> we made it like 150 episodes and it started to really pick up. <laughs> yeah, really like it really takes after off. <laughs> after like the 10th year, really just takes off. I'm now on the segment of JoJo that is apparently like, it's it's like the Twin Peaks of JoJo, so I'm very excited about that. But We were just talking about Twin Peaks. Speaking and of like stuff, we- speaking of, that was actually going to be the other thing that I was going to say was that I'd started Twin Peaks. You know, I get that a lot. <laughs> I would wonder. I would wonder why uh, at Twitter user at Coffee Detective designer yeah, of the game Coffee Detective. Okay, I have to be upfront. I was. I just finished editing the Q and A episode like this morning, and Jeff, we got to the part where Alex is referenced because we're talking about Coffee Detectives. So now talking about it in the same fucking day, July fourteenth, is mind boggling. <laughs> but let's talk about Twin Peaks, something I know very little about, but I'm very excited to learn. Oh, it's fantastic. Honestly, I'm loving, I'm genuinely, like, adoring it. The mm. weirder it gets, the more I'm madly in love with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much, that's the vibe. If you're gonna like Twin Peaks, you're going to like it more as it goes on. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Um, so what Twin Peaks is about, Aaron? Um, you <laughs> Wait, actu- I, know, I know the premise. I saw the begin. I saw the first episode. Okay, so... The um, girl gets killed... A little, uh, or someone gets killed. Yeah, girl. Right? Uh, Laura Palmer gets murdered in a small town uh-huh. in, wa- in a small town in Washington, and an FBI okay. agent, special agent Dale Cooper, is sent in to investigate. And it's like a weird. It's like Silent Hill, right? Like yeah. the town is different. Like there's weird stuff that unfolds. There's magical things. A giant just appeared that that gives helpful advice. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, seriously? There's like magic and shit. Yeah, I thought it was the like the X Files. I've not gotten to the aliens yet. Okay, they're oh, aliens. Spoils. <laughs> spoils. <laughs> Um, Did you get to the part where Dale Cooper is murdered? Oh, oh oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honestly, the thing is that neither of those are reveals that spoil anything about the show. Wait, yeah. does Dale Cooper actually <laughs> fucking die? <laughs> I am not going to say anything else. Yeah, I'm what not going to say fuck? anything. Um, so, but, like, it, it actually genuinely does. It starts out in, like, a very ordinary place where, like, they, mm-hmm. they you know, it's a very small town murder. It, it 
Um, it follows the template of like the like a small t- a murder in a small town unearths all the secrets. But then like maybe like two episodes in, it there is revealed that there is like a spooky ghost killer. Ooh. Who, like, only certain people can see, and then it just goes off the rails. Like, it is completely, like, it just, the the like, the foot is on the gas, and it just goes. I love it. I love it very much. I'm yeah. glad you're diving into a new show. Well, sort of a new show. Well, now, Aaron, I would recommend specifically you watch, here's why I would recommend you, Aaron Catano size watch Twin Peaks. Okay. And it is actually one of the same reasons that I recommended that my partner, Jen, watch Twin Peaks. And that is there is a pop culture reference that uh, you will appreciate infinitely more when you watch Twin Peaks, when you are able to understand the sheer level and depth of references being made to Twin Peaks. And that is a two-part TV milestone called Who Shot Mr. Burns? Jeff, we just talked oh about God, this. Yeah. We just talked about this. I edited it this morning. <laughs> it it's is. all circuitous. Everything is, is a big, beautiful circle looping Am back I in, in on Twin itself Peaks? infinitely. Jesus, I knew it. (laughs) Now, um, Alex, can I ask you a question? You can ask me anything you want. What's getting you excited this week? It's kind of just how we, it's kind of our fun warm-up. You just talk about something that's just like getting you jazzed up. It can be something you ate, something you saw, like I saw a really lovely bird. Just something that's getting you energized and excited this week. Yeah, no, I love small joys. So like on sort of a... um, on just like a, a baseline level deep in the the depths of my soul and the chasms that lurk within. I'm sort of always perpetually just looking forward to the next morning's cup of coffee. But um, oh, yes. yeah, at the risk of sounding like a total sycophant, I really have been looking forward to this. Oh, no, it's okay. Be a sycophant. Uh, I encourage you completely. <laughs> I look forward to this in the same way. Honestly, when I know we're recording, I get really buzzy around like two hours before and I'm like, okay, this is it. This is about to be my greatest accomplishment and the best episode of all time. It's and then really there's about nice. a one in three chance where it turns into like, this is, uh, I almost said Banana Man the Banana Man and then realized that is an actual episode of All My Fantasy yes, Children. <laughs> Banana Man is probably one of our greatest episodes about demon hunters in parallel universes, Jeff. It's great. It's good stuff. <laughs> but, so, yeah. So tell me about coffee. How do you take your coffee? How do you prepare it? Because I'm a deep... I'm deep in the coffee well as well. Yeah, totally. So I typically take my coffee black. Um, oh, I yes. worked in a specialty coffee shop for several years. And... Um, before I started working there, I did not ever drink my coffee black. And then basically my boss was like, that means you're not drinking good coffee. I'm not going to tell you you have to drink your coffee black all the time, but you need to get to a point where you can appreciate black coffee, specifically our yes. black coffee. Otherwise, you can't sell it to people. And I was like, "Completely, that makes Sorry. sense. <laughs> so I started really appreciating black coffee. And now I just drink my coffee black most of the time because the coffee is what I want to taste. You know, I don't you- want to taste the milk and sugar. I want to taste the coffee. So I usually drink black coffee. But uh, the way I prepare it varies honestly for the past several months since we've been in quarantine it's just been like the drip coffee pot because i will drink most of a pot in a day (laughs) because i'm fundamentally broken as a human being um who's not when i have the time yeah when i have the time or when i have the like spoons in the morning before my first cup of coffee i have a a stovetop bialetti pot that i really like which sort of makes like really nice stovetop espresso and then you make an americano with it if you want like a cup of black coffee I love that. Mm-hmm. I um I work. What's the first of all? What's the name of the coffee shop you worked at? If you don't mind, because oh, no, I love the names of stores. That's totally fine. This was just a little little hometown place called the Espresso Bar and Cafe. Very straightforward. Okay. I worked at a, a a nice coffee shop in Savannah, Georgia, called Coffee Fox. Oh, that's um, fun. So 
I too learned the way of like, you just drink it black until you mm-hmm. learn to love yep. it. And so I was like crushing espresso day and night, but then they fired me. And so I have a, I got a bone to pick with you, Coffee Fox. Hey, if you're listening, Coffee Fox, fuck you. <laughs> well, that's so weird because Coffee Fox is one of our big sponsors today. Didn't they promise us what, $3,000? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and fucking right. <laughs> so ever, ever since, ever since Aaron was fired, he, he really only drinks, like, <laughs> it, he, he drinks whole milk. Yep, and then like, Glass, uh, like a shot of coffee. <laughs> no, I take a mouthful. I basically eat cereal, but it's roasted coffee beans. <laughs> chew up some coffee beans with some just milk chew up some coffee beans. Them. Yeah, and I look at a picture of the coffee fox. I look at it, and I just like you know, I say one day I'm, you you, you, know. gen- you gently graze it like Wolverine with a picture of Jean Grey. <laughs> so can I tell a stupid story real quick before we dive into this? Yeah. Um, what's getting me excited this week, by the way, is I was actually going to say uh, French press coffee. That's why I'm like, mm, oh. Nice. Um, so a funny story is, so Coffee Fox fired me, and I believe it's because I wore tank tops. They told me I could wear them, and then they were like, you're not wearing the uniform, and you're not really like the kind of attitude we're trying to bring, blah, blah, blah. blah. This is in grad school. And then like they replaced me with some like super omega hipster dude. But anyway... Then I worked at the Smoothie King literally across the street and would, like, <laughs> look at them from the window like uh, like some kind of spiteful animal. And I would, like, pace back and forth while blending. By the way, Smoothie King drinks, don't ever get them. There's so much sugar. They're so bad for you. There is literally no fresh fruit inside a Smoothie King besides bananas. Everything else comes in, like, jars of, like, they're basically, like, maraschino strawberries and shit. Oh, I'm blowing the lid off this. Welcome. We're 15 minutes in and we're just starting the Smoothie King expose. You are exposed, (laughs) Smoothie King. The corporate takedown of beverage businesses that the world has been waiting for. We got him. We got him. I didn't even sign a W-2 with that Smoothie King. I don't know whose name was on my checks. I just know they cleared. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So. This is the greatest podcast of all time, especially oh, in the tabletop space. Real quick, space. can I can I share um, <laughs> one one thirty second digression before we get into the actual prompt this week? Is it? Are you going to expose someone, or is no, this a hot take? I was going to talk about a drink that I enjoyed today. Oh well, you can definitely <laughs> do that as long as you drag somebody at the end. Yeah, you have to drag someone. I'm gonna. I'm there. I'm just. All I'm gonna say is there is a certain tabletop inspired world building, character creation, and storytelling podcast co host who also. Uh-huh as a cast member on an all-ages Fate Accelerated spinoff to another long-running campaign-themed uh, actual play. I've never that, heard of either of these projects, so go ahead. That does not... <laughs> that could be anybody. That yeah, probably <laughs> That probably, I assume, I haven't asked him about it, but probably doesn't, doesn't enjoy a really good, fresh glass bottle Coke in the same way that I do, and therefore I would like that person canceled. Oh no, I'm fucking canceled because I don't drink Coca-Cola. So it is you. It, God. I mean, oh no. Exposed. That was a trap. Does fucking these thumbnail, you. these YouTube thumbnails that say it's my name. It's my face with like my mouth open and my eyes wide, and it says like exposed <laughs> over my face. And it's like Jeff and it's Jeff looking real angry, like pointing. Mm-hmm. And it's like Jeff Stormer blows the lid off Aaron Shitano Saez <laughs> and his whole anti-Coke life. Anyway, I had a, anyway, I had a glass bottle of Coke today. It was delicious. Well, that's great. That's really Jeff, nice. Our show, I have this sneaking suspicion that it's not good and it's not actually tabletop inspired. Just kidding. All We're right. about to dive into the greatest content <laughs> in the world. So we take a prompt and we're going to spin it into an original fantasy character and it's going to be great. So prompt this week comes to us from our Discord from user A Second Story. Prompt. 
a magical tea shop. So, Alex, I want your first initial. Let's. What's the first initial image? You said that this prompt sent you. Sent you. That's like yes. what kids. That's what like. That's the new phrase it's that a kids thing are that using. Kids do yeah. And I kind of. I'll be real with you. I don't know how to use it. <laughs> you so basically like something happens or something you experience something someone sends you a meme or maybe a particularly choice tiktok i don't know i don't have tiktok but like if your reaction to it is something that can only be described as saying like this is sending me um like to another dimension like it's sending like to another dimension right like you've or... sort of undertaken some sort of transport to a faraway fantasy land uh, and okay. you're being just wrapped up in the magic and the mystique and the wonder of what that world building has to offer you. So I thought it was a very appropriate response. But here's what I have to tell you all. And I apologize because this is going to be another tangent. And I'm sorry, it's going to be no, like 54 I... minutes before we get to the podcast that you invited me here to do. But you know what? If they're listen- If these people are listening to us talk about a fantasy tea shop, a magical tea shop, and have a problem with tangents, fuck them. Well, <laughs> I mean, really. So, okay, here, here's what makes this so wonderful, is that um, I'm sure by inviting me here on your show today, you are hoping maybe to capitalize on my incredible brand potential and my just marvelous SEO and all that I have to offer you in terms of expanding this into the Alex Flanagan like cinematic universe. But what here's the what fuck you may is SEO. Here's Wait, what you may I, not have known. I really, actually, honestly, Aaron. Um, side note: our Google rankings are tanking, and this really was. I realized that literally Google we have searches a Google for rank. Google searches for Alex Flanagan on my fantasy children guest spot are like weirdly high. Like the volume per month is like skyrocketing and I did not know why. Oh, well, um, is there anything we can do to capitalize this right now? Like wh- who can I, wh- what button do I have to push to make money come out of my like floppy disk Well, drive? here's what I want to tell you is that you're already in it, buddy. <laughs> Oh, did it. fuck. Is this the money zone that the teens are talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. I Am mean, I in it? I mean that All My Fantasy Children is, and you you probably didn't know this, already, like, canonically, all up in my, my mind zone, all up in my brand business, because there is an episode way back in your in your archives about uh, Duchess Cressida Plumtree. I don't know if you know this or remember this. Here's a fun thing about Duchess Cressida Plumtree. Do you know where that name comes from? Um, Your IP. Specifically, Duchess Cressida Plumtree is the name that my dear friend and co-host Addison Peacock chose for herself the one time that she and I went to a tea room. Oh, that's wild. Incredible. What happened is we talked about this. You are sending me. We talked about this on an episode of Cryptid Keeper. A Cryptid Keeper listener loved the name and suggested it to you all for a fantasy prompt. You built a whole episode about it. Here I am all these years later. And the prompt that you gave me this morning was tea shop. And I lost my mind. Is this what it's like to be sent? <laughs> this is like, it. You, are sent- you sent me, oh. and in return, I am now sending you. But I needed to wow. let you know that because it's phenomenal. Yeah, one year for my birthday, Addison took me to a, um, a little tea room, and it was like the kind of bougie-ass tea room where they have little fancy hats on stands, and you're supposed to wear them. And yeah. like they bring you different <laughs> teas and little like finger sandwiches and whatnot. It was not the kind of thing I ever would have done for myself, but that somebody else was willing to spend money on me to do it was very lovely and a wonderful gesture. But we had tea sonas. And the entire time we spoke in our tea sonas, hers was Duchess Cressida Plumtree, and I was Lady Violet Strongwood. So there you okay, have it. Okay, so so Lady Violet Strongwood is the character I think we should build today. It does that feel right. fitting. Yeah. It, it does right. feel fitting. But first, I want you to tell me the first image you see. Describe to me anything you can 
about the first thing you think of with a magical tea shop. I think of wall to wall, like floor to ceiling, wall to wall shelves with all manner of big glass jars, different teas, like leaves inside them, loose leaf. But maybe not all of them are loose leaves, as you would expect. I think some of them would be quite jarring, pun intended, to like our human eyes if we were to perceive them, um, because not all of them would be teas brewed from like leaves and other things that I think we would assume to be inherently drinkable. I think some of them might look a bit troubling to us. Some of them might be um, possibly even inconceivable to us in their nature and their composition and the kinds of brews that they might produce. Okay. That, that kid's is sending me. No, I'm going to stop using it. I promise I won't wear it out. Um, but that, <laughs> Good that luck gives stopping. me this. R- like, honestly, it's going to get in there. I need to learn more uh, young people's slang um, as I am old. However, what that tells me is it, it gives me this really evocative image of uh, the Alice in Wonderland through the Looking Glass Mad Tea Party, mm. where, like, things don't make sense, and things are a little askew and oblong, and, like, walking into it as an outsider, the the tea shop would kind of, like, disorient you a little bit, maybe because it's in another space. Is it is it, like, a real tea shop, or is this, like you know, up, there's a portal and you end up in it? Or is it just like a tea shop that is so wild, strange, otherworldly, things are unrecognizable, even by a fantasy standard? I think what I what I am seeing, and I'm open to commentary on this, I'm open to interpretation, I'm open to change, I'm, I'm flexible, I'm, I'm loose, but I think that maybe to me what it means is no matter like who you are or what furthest reaches of the world you have come from, strangely enough, you will find, like, exactly your favorite kind of tea here. Um, no matter how oh. obscure or weird or, like, off the wall or, or like, I had this once and something tells me they stopped making it 200 years ago, but there it is on the shelf. Can I throw out a very large pitch oh, that, that connects that along with several other things that have been said? I... Yes, I will allow. Send us. Yes. Send All right, us. I, I, I'm trying to get sent. All like right. Yuna and Final Fantasy X. I'm, I'm gonna, trying to get sent, son. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do some up close magic, which is to say I'm gonna show you the cards and then I'm gonna show you how I'm gonna I'm gonna do some magic with them. Do I need to like see a screen share or anything? <laughs> Should I um, no, I, you just imagine. Imagine I oh, am literally okay. holding a deck of cards, but that's just because I like having things in my hand. Um okay. But, um, so here's what I'm thinking. Here's, here, I'm taking the seeds of a lot of stuff. The idea that, like, this place, this tea shop has teas that are across, like, no matter where, when, like, where you have found yourself, no matter where, what tea you want, it's here. The idea of, like, teas that do not exist in this world, teas that are not from this, like, plane of existence, teas that are that are from another time teas of that are baffling and alien looking. And also the idea of a tea shop that has hats that you put on and you have a tea sauna. Uh-huh. Oh fuck. Yes. What I'd like to propose is this is a tea shop that due to magic, because magic is weird is tied into a sort of scrying magic. Yes. A hundred percent. Literally yes. like expand that like you, 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 you are, you are, you experience other times, places, oh, you know, fuck. like, like you brew this tea and you can, you know, and so like, and as a result of that, the owners, because they have this, they, they have brewed this tea in this style that will allow you to 
see the past, get an, a glimpse of a prophetic future, because obviously the future is cloudy and subject to change. Um, all of these things, they have these ingredients and they have this way of, like, understanding. So, like, because of that, it feeds into this idea that there are these teas that from distant places, like, you could drink a tea and for a brief moment you are on another planet. For you could drink a tea and for a brief moment you're 200 years in the past. And because of this, they have, they have cultivated this collection of, like, well, if I, if I raise this plant in this way, I can harvest it as a tea leaf. That was done like 500 years ago. And like that is, it is sort of a scrying magic across time and space. I love it. I love it so much. Can I make a pitch? Yeah. Um, so what that's, what that makes me, this is my first thought and feel free to smack it down. Um, it gives me this feel of one, a tea party, but two, um, this idea of, you know, the old thing, like who would you like to have dinner with living or dead through any period of time? It makes me think when you said that there's all teas from all over different dimensions and worlds and blah, 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 the tea you've wanted that they don't make anymore. I'm thinking that how this works is in order to kind of connect across universes, time, whatever, you have to have a hat. Once you put it on, you are your T-Sona, which means you transcend space and time. You are not you anymore. And when you reach for that T that you've always wanted, you connect with someone, another essence, another presence that is also reaching for the same T, and the two of you connect in this tea shop for a tea party with your T-Sonas. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, naturally. Yes. It does not make any sense. It's this kind of like the the hat, the T-Sona would be like the gateway to the T, you know, like, oh, and yeah. the T is what you connect over with another person. And you kind of like, what, hang out with somebody from another space and time? Okay, so I'm going to, can I make a pitch? Yes. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so one of my favorite things about being a barista when I was a barista is... Um, this, this barista ability that, that some baristas seem to have. And I, I pride myself on, to a certain degree, having this too, where somebody can walk in and say, like, uh, tell me what I want, you know, the, the kind of coffee shop experience where you can walk in and you, you don't order something. You're either a regular and they already are making your drink for you, or you can walk in and be like, well, why don't you tell me what's good? Or why don't you tell me what I'm having? Or my favorite, which is, again, this is just going to be an Addison-centric episode for some reason, but my friend Addison would Please. come in when I was working. And she, for, um, could be anything, could be extreme indecision, could simply be a, a joy and appreciation of my personal craft, um, but would, would never tell me what she wanted. She would just, like, hand me her card and say, make me something nice. And so it becomes this very fun game of, like, looking at that person, assessing sort of what you know their emotional state to be, knowing what they've liked before, knowing what kind of, like, day it is outside, like, what does this person want? And then on the fly coming up with something that may be on menu, may be off menu, and handing them that beverage, because that's the beverage that they need in that moment. And so I know eventually we need to get around to determining, like, what Lady Violet Strongwood's role in all of this is. I would like to posit, perhaps... That yeah. you can, of course, come to this tea shop. You can come for the intent of specifically looking for a certain scrying experience for uniting with your tea sona for transcending the plane and having a particular experience with someone. But I think also this is the kind of tea shop where if somebody who doesn't really know what they're looking for wanders in, there is one particular tea expert, and that would, of course, be Lady Violet Strongwood, who always seems to know exactly what it is that you need, even if you don't know it yourself, and can give you exactly it. the correct tea to sort of uh, meet that need. I love that. It's sort of this, like, you know, if you're just... <laughs> okay. This tea shop has, like, it's... Is it 
also just a tea shop. If you're like, I don't know, I want something to like get me a little buzzy that has a little bit of caffeine. Or you can be like, I want to be sent to another dimension. <laughs> like, is it that kind of setup? Ah, ah, yes, one bottle of quartz. Here you go. Yes. Like, you know, is is it that kind of feel where it's like a tea shop and like, what is there a fucking beaded curtain if you want to enter a different dimension that you want? <laughs> I want to push it so far as to say, like, if you if you come in and like make a demand, it's not going to work. Mm. So if the you're idea rude, if you're rude to customer service, yeah, nothing. What we're creating is the only coffee shop that anybody has ever wanted to work in. <laughs> yes, just, like, yeah, I love the idea that if you if you come in and well, if and and it's not even if it's not so much rude if it's like if you come in and you're like, I wish to visit another dimension. Mm, 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 got it. That's not that's not gonna like. Or if you come in and you you're c- like, I want to talk to my dead grandmother. Like, you can't make that happen. Yeah, like there's it, it. It almost um, I I picture, and this is a pulling on a pulling on a, on a, on a particular thing. It's it's reading the tea leaves, right? It's it's you can't say outright like I want to do this. Like you can't outright make a demand and have it happen because magic is unpredictable. But it but the magic of the tea, and I think the magic that Lady Violet Strongwood, Lady Violet Strongwood, did I get that yes, right? Yes, yes, you did. Good. That Lady Violet Strongwood like deals in the magic that that the magic that uh, I'm gonna roll for pronouns. Oh yeah, do it. Get yeah. some pronouns going. There's a one two. That is he his. Fuck yeah! Lit. I love that. Let's go. You so, go, Lady, Lady Violet Strongwood. Lady yeah. Violet. Um, what he what he wants is his magic won't work if it like it won't work because you know you're putting you're 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 trying too hard, right? Like you're it's, being fucking rude. It is <laughs> rude. It is really rude. rude. It's intrusive. I think I, I don't know if this is Jeff. Sorry, I didn't mean to run you over. No, way. that's fine. I'm just saying it's a gentle. It's a gentle craft, right? Like it is. Yes. It, re- it requires. It requires an incredibly delicate touch, and I think like Violet like knows that, and he won't like he won't let that happen, right? Like if you make that order, he probably he might just be like, I'm just gonna make you some tea. Like mm-hmm. it sounds like it sounds like you need to calm down. And he'll make you some tea, but like in terms of if if you come in and you're just like I don't know I want something like his to to Alex's point his particular skill is being able to like look at you and read you and know and know you and say I think I have something that can get you what you need. So what that tells me and kind of gives me the feel is that he's not running like a shop. You know what I mean? I don't think it's like the leave a fucking 20 and you leave a tip in the jar. It gives me more of like, it's not like commercial. It's not like commerce. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't think this is customer service. It's more a product, yeah. Yes. Like this is a whole thing where like you have to go to, what is it? Lady Violet Strongwood? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to go to Lady Violet Strongwood's, what, like shop? Is it like a kind of thing on a mountain? Is it just like in the woods? You know what I mean? Is it a service like makes house calls? Like what is the kind of feel of the actual magical tea shop? Of the actual place. I think it has to be a shop. I don't like the idea of okay. house calls. I don't even like the idea of a uh, like a journey to get there. Because I think to speak to sort of what Jeff is saying, like part of it is that you can't be getting it on purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. you can go to the tea shop on purpose, but the best kinds of, like, tea shops and coffee shops is when you go to a new town and you just end up in one. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Stumble into and it. I think that, yeah. is, that has to be what this is. Okay. I love this a lot. I like this a lot. Um, so the point of the shop is to provide an experience, yes? Yeah, it mm-hmm. is to provide the experience that you need. For any given scenario. The tea is probably also delicious, but yes. Uh, yes. 
And the tea, the tea, hmm. These are, this is me. I'm breaking it down into smaller bites. Okay. Is the tea magical or is like the shop magical or mm. is Lady Strongwood magical? Like, is this the gathering of special teas? Is it, of course, it's an artisan craftsmanship type thing. But I'm just trying to like break down the shop now into like tinier bite sized chunks of like, you know, what is actually at play. Sure, here. sure, sure. For me, I think, at least just in terms of the way that my, like the direction my brain is taking this, I think it's yeah. probably a combination of factors that couldn't be replicated somewhere else. Like, tea tends to be made up of like herbs and plant matter and other various natural goods, right? Which is, you know, coincidentally, the same sort of basic component of a lot of magic spells and a lot of magic systems. I think it's reasonable mm. to believe that like the tea itself, these high quality teas sourced from wherever it is that he manages to get them, like those are in fact in and of themselves like a part of it. They are a component. They're they're a high quality magical instance but if anybody else were to prepare them they would probably just make tea maybe somebody with a magical gift could make a tea that like made you you know more energetic than a normal tea would or a tea that like healed your cold super fast like i think the components are good enough that they would on their own provide some sort of magical benefit but not to this extent i think the extent of Mm. this probably comes Mm. from like you know lady violet strongwood's particular expertise and just skill and talent for this sort of thing and like i don't know maybe the store itself is also built on some weird ley lines like maybe it's a combination of things i think that the sense of place and the sense of person and the experience of going into the store are are all important there's a road that we go down a lot aaron and so feel free to like push against this okay but i almost love like we're i'm hearing a lot of of something that like feels very right to me in terms of like lady violet in terms of like Lady Violet does not serve you right away. Probably he's probably like midway into a into a recipe by the time he actually like tells you like what kind of tea you're getting. Mm. Because like what I'm picturing is like is is another one of those kind of barista wonder skills is that kind of skill of small talk, right? It's that skill of it's that skill of like making someone feel like comfortable as as you're making their thing your 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 their cup of tea which is going to take a minute and so it's that talk it's that kind of experience of chatting with you like how's your day going like what's going on with you today like what's what's going on in your world and it's those it's it's lady i think almost like part of the magic is is lady violet has the this these questions these probing almost magical semi-ritualistic questions that he asks that he can like he can ping you on and say, you know, if, as as he asks you kind of like he can just get a sense of it's that sense of like, I know what the coffee you need is because I've talked to you for a minute. I understand like who mm. you are and where you've gone. I've learned a little bit of your story. Here is the cup of tea that will give you the thing that you need. OK, I I'd, I'd like this a lot. And it leads me to my next question for both of you is. I want to figure out who Lady Violet Strongwood is, because the tea shop is very interesting. Mm -hmm. But I want to know, like, why he runs the shop. You know, what led him to this road? Can I make make a suggestion, actually? Oh, my God. Because this isn't something... That's why I'm asking. (laughs) This isn't something that I think we have, like, worked out yet, or, or maybe we've sort of skirted around it. And feel free to shut this down if we don't like it. I think it would be funny to me if Lady Violet Strongwood is not the owner of this store and not even the only oh. barista in it. Oh, I kind of like that. Lady like Violet Strongwood is, is just situation. like 
one of the people who works in this tea shop. And you can go there maybe at another time and just get some really good kind of expensive tea. But like, if you happen to oh. get this particular tea server at this tea room, legend says that incredible things will happen. See, that I really fuck with. That is a spe- That is the most coffee shop, tea shop yeah. feel where like, so when I used to close at the Coffee Fox, which is a terrible shift, we used to close at fucking 11 because we sold beer. But the people, like the kids, the scad kids would come and fucking sit mm-hmm. and like, because we would be bumping music, right, 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 not right, right. like coffee shop music. We'd put on like a Mad World playlist, like Mad World, like, you know, hilarious uh-huh. and like be bumping karaoke tunes. And people would be like, oh, yeah, I only come to close on Wednesday, Thursday, because that's when Aaron and uh, God, I forgot his name are closing, <laughs> you know. And so it does have that feel where like you get your regulars mm-hmm. and you get people who are just coming for a certain person a certain experience well, yeah and you know what and i think it's like is so funny about that shop. i think it's what? so funny because on the from the standpoint of somebody who loves like coffee and tea shops and going to them there is something like very much kind of magical about going and like getting that one barista who you can tell like they get it like they've, they've got something that the others just couldn't offer you but also yes. speaking like from the perspective of an ex-barista um i really kind of feel for lady violet strongwood's co-workers who probably at yep. least at least once a week get somebody coming in and being like i want what what he made me and you're just like dude i don't fucking know <laughs> what that impossible. is all right you can just you see what we have on the shelves can you just order one of those please <laughs> i i spoke to my i spoke to my younger self and and realized and and got the encouragement i needed to chase i i had forgotten <laughs> what the dream of my youth was and I went and I, I I have questions. I have questions for my younger self, and it's like I I can make you passion fruit tea with like steamed milk. I don't know, man. Do you want a biscotti? Like I don't know what to tell you. Our biscotti's like mad good. Um, if that can connect, I, have, you, oh. I can give you a day old muffin for like maybe like half like a off. dollar. Yeah, like you know that might that might take you somewhere you've never been. No, no, no. no. Where are you going? Ah, oh. okay. I love this. I love I would, this I would a love lot. To- I, I would feel love like, to throw out another... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like the tone of this just suddenly, like, locked in a way that is very yes, good exactly. to me. It's very sarcastic and very ridiculous now, where it's like, yeah, I can, <laughs> you know, I have the power to send you. Like, what? Dave doesn't? <laughs> Fucking Dave just kind of, like, makes a decent espresso. <laughs> wow. Wow. Decent? Wow, that's not what you said on Tuesday. <laughs> but then there's got to be at least. But then there's got to be at least one customer who's the exact opposite, who really just does want an Earl Grey. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> the last I four hate. times they've come in, it's been violent. <laughs> I've been, just hey, can I just get a cup of coffee? No, I don't want. Uh, <laughs> Hello, ancient civilization, uh, lost to time. Yes, no, I'm enjoying my tea as well. Uh, this is great. I'm listening. I'm listening to your story. I'm I'm learning your lessons. Fast. Wow. Great. Um, I'm I really late for have work. work in like 10 minutes. So I'm, really <laughs> this. I'm glad to be traveling the multiverse and getting this really grandiose experience. But like, you know, I was just going to grab a drink. And honestly, I was going to take it to go. I just had to pee. I just came <laughs> in. But <laughs> can I just get a can I just get a muffin? Let me make you something to drink. Nope. Just a muffin. No, what, please. What? How are you put feeling today? Put the steam today? wand down, Lady Violet. Please put the steam <laughs> oh wand. Oh my god! Don't touch it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! He's Can making me. Can I please just drink. get this to go? All of our drinks please. are to go. <laughs> to oh, go you'll, to oh, you'll go. Oh, no! <laughs> I I would love to throw out a detail about Lady Violet. Please okay. do. And that is that is pulled out pulled from that is pulled from several 
uh, incredible bartenders in my neighborhood that like, and the thing about them is they all work multiple bars. <laughs> okay. And yeah. so like it adds to the difficulty of getting to the tea shop, like when Lady Violet is working, mm-hmm. but it, it also, it also for that one customer that like does not want this, it makes it much harder for them to avoid Lady Violet because <laughs> he might be working at any one of four establishments on oh a given day. Oh shit. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Were you just at Smoothie King yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I was. My strawberry kaboom sent people. No, I don't. <laughs> so now, here's the question then. Does the magic change? Like, we've said that a lot of it is his own, like, touch. Does the magic change when his ingredient base changes? Uh, I think so. I think so. I think that, you know, his his touch is a deft one, and his instincts are gifted, but you really kind of have to work with what you're what you're given to a certain extent <laughs> you can't make espresso at smoothie king you can't make so, espresso at smoothie king you can so, surely make a smoothie at smoothie king yes so when he's when he's when he's when he's making cocktails at the dive bar on the corner it's like that's going to take you a, like that's going to give you an entirely different magical experience oh yeah that's going to like just like that's going to like you know I think that one, like, you, you relive, like, past, or, like, not past, you relive, like, past experiences. If you go to the tea shop, you're taken to another place in time. And it's, oh like, they're all different God. experiences. And you have to, like, plan out your, like, your, <laughs> if you if you really do want something specific, you also, you then have to, A, work out, like, when he's going to be at which location. And then also how to, like, seed that into conversation. <laughs> oh, wow. I love this because this really does capture the experience of what it is like to just want one one really good cup of coffee and like have to try to figure out all the things you're going to have to take into consideration to get it completely i have an important question Mm -hmm. what's the name of the tea room Ooh, man you asked the big ones (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm hitting hard i'm hitting hard because what are words that you know what are tea words steam leaf uh um steep um the steepled leaf can it be the steepled leaf (laughs) i like the steepled leaf that's very fun and it has this, like, of course, it's, of course, like, here, this is the image I'm getting for Lady Violet Strongwood, by the way. Uh-huh. It's like, everybody who works there is, like, college age, mm-hmm. but Lady Violet takes this incredible, like, this is Lady Violet's life, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, beverages yeah. and experiences. Like, I remember working with this dude, Max. Motherfucker knew everything about beans. Like, could take, you could paint a picture for you about where these beans came from that, like, made you really care about the shit you were drinking. Uh-huh. I think that is Lady Violet Strongwood. Mm-hmm. Like, Lady Violet could work at any fucking tea room in the world, but chose the steepled leaf because, one, the aesthetic is real, like, gothic. And I mean that as in, like, it, it almost looks like a steepled cathedral. Well, I was actually going to suggest, is the steepled leaf, maybe, and maybe this is part of why the magic works so well there, maybe it used to be a source of, like, great spiritual import maybe it used to be a church or a temple or something which was in turn probably built on land that had prior to that point served some ritualistic purpose and now it's a tea room can it be built on the ruins of a lost dungeon yes Yes. like a dungeon where like what were you gonna say jeff no nothing i'm just saying yes (laughs) 
was just saying yes. But yeah, I'm thinking that like long ago there was this dungeon that like many an adventurer dove into hoping to get the treasure where it's like this this goblet of what does the goblet do, Alex? What is the, the treasure that do? was in there? The treasure that was yeah, in there originally, the- it's a goblet, and um whenever you drink from it, just drink water from it, you experience some like really powerful vision of I think uh you are in all places at all times. Like, all- there is like there is a <laughs> oh, moment. Fuck. You it is like a split second. It is a split second <laughs> of utter pure omniscience. Like it is okay, a split yeah. second where all and, and like whatever whatever you retain from that from that like third that like half or like one second like you know you blink and all of time and space is in front of you and you blink again and you're back and you're sitting and you're drinking and whatever you retain from that like whatever knowledge you take from that from that sip of water is what you get from it like you like it's just whatever your brain can process from everything and you know most people say it's the goblet that does it but there are some people who argue that it only works with the water there so that's what I was gonna say. Can, I, can I make a really <laughs> stupid, all my days of children, sarcastic, funny pitch? Yes. So the town that this was built on, the town that the steep, the dungeon that used to be there was called the, the Crooked Fang. So the Crooked Fang was this dungeon at the bottom was this goblet that overflows with this water. It's always filled to the brim. Now, when they built the town of, you want to name the town, Alex, real quick? Um, let's call it Russet Haven. Russet Haven? Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's very good. So Russet Haven is built over Crooked Fang. And the plumbing at the steepled leaf <laughs> is just literally <laughs> a pipe fucking slamming into this goblet. Lady Violet Strongwood, you know, a modicum of power. But this tea experience is literally just coming from the motherfucking pipes. <laughs> I would say, okay, here, here, let, let me, let me take this a little bit further, because I, I know you think you're being silly. I think this actually is the seat of something truly great and, and magnificent, which is that the power does not come from Lady Violet Strongwood. The no. nuance, the artistry comes from Lady here Violet Strongwood. Oh, now we're yes. cooking. So the, yes. the raw power to make these things happen has to exist in the in the water supply, in the drink, in the craft, in, in, in the ingredients, whatever, what have you. But still, it doesn't change the fact that in order to take that raw, weird potential that maybe everybody in town has sort of built up an immunity to over time. Oh, <laughs> yep, that's for sure. fucking brilliant. In order to manipulate that into something which gives you a very targeted vision, a very specific, parsable experience, that is where Lady Violet Strongwood excels. See, that is very clever. It, it, it paints a really vivid image of uh, Russet Haven, mm-hmm. where it's like this town where, what, everybody is used to fucking growing up drinking water that <laughs> literally sends you? Like, makes you be in all places at time? Like, this is the town of the wisest, most worldly fucking people ever. And it's all because of what? The Crooked Fang? Like, the ruins? Uh, I mean, Aaron. I know. I know we're branching off. I know no. we're getting a... a do, you, do you want me to, do you want me to, to bring down the lore hammer? Because I'll bring down the lore hammer. Jeff, I'm okay with it. I don't give I'm looking at this timer. It says 50, 49 <laughs> fucking minutes. All Do right. I care? Fuck no, I don't care. Because <laughs> we've already established a body of water that is connected to all of time and space. See, I fucking love that. And so, so the Crooked Fang, if I may. Uh-huh. Oh, please go ahead. Here we go. Here we go, everybody. Uh, for reference, you're going to want to listen to the episode of Aaron. What's the episode title? I got so I got so excited. Oh, that there's I... Dusk Seabreeze Paradox. Dusk Seabreeze, thank you. The uh, and uh, Shuckles the Otter, if All you right. want. 
So you're going to want to listen to the episode Dusk Sea Breeze um, because we're going to talk about a river called the Chrono Flow. The Chrono Flow is a body of water in which all of time is contained. It just nobody nobody knows how it works. Magic is weird. This body of water, you can look into it and see all of time and space. If you drink it, turns out you see everything for a split <laughs> second. And then and you you take one drink, you see everything, and I'm going to throw out the detail that it never works that like if you drink it unfiltered, it never works again. You get one glimpse mm. of eternity and like Oh, it's too pure. It's too strong, I think. You got to is it diluted by tea? And so, well that but also that the 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 tea adds an element where like it changes the composition of it so that you can continue to go on journeys again and again and again. And the idea of like maybe boiling it, change, you know, I mean, there's like changes totally. there's to chemistry. it that are done. Yeah. Yeah. That are done mm. by Lady Violet that allows this experience to happen again and again. But that also means that people are not every time they drink water. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, this river that uh, through which all of time is contained, the Crooked Fang is actually called that by a lot of uh, geographers because it is literally a crooked like a Bite like a, a jagged, sharp tooth like offshoot of this time of the chrono flow through which that like flooded into this gauntlet by like a bandit that happened to hide here millennia ago. Water flew into the goblet, changing the composition of that goblet forever. That water continues to flow under the fang. The pipes of the pipes of all of Russet Haven are connected to this. Uh, are connected to this, which also means that the town of Rus- of Russet Haven is a town in which everybody, when you are a child and you drink your first drink of water, you have insight into the universe. So everybody has these slightly different, like, irrefutable facts about the cosmos. I think that explains a lot about the personality that we've kind of set up for Lady uh, Lady Strongwood. Though, oh yeah, where who it's is like absolutely cool- a local. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like no question a local who has like insight and like this this sense of like that magic bartender wisdom. You're like, how did you know? Like, wow, you're so wise yeah, and you're like sure. 24. What, <laughs> what he what he learned when he was what he learned when he with his first drink of water was that there was a way to make tea that does this, that like oh, channels fuck. this. Like that was his gift. Everybody in Russet Haven has something. Somebody like and and it's I I, I love the visual that it is that the the picture of Russet Haven I get. Sorry everybody, I'm going to my no, you're fine. Do it. Hey, you're fine. Um, the picture of Russet Haven I get is like absurdly small town, right? Like small oh, yeah. town, small town. But mm-hmm. that everybody has one factoid that is completely bonkers and everybody's cool with it. So it's it's like, you know, eh, eh, let me I, I fix I'm the wagon smith. I fix wheels. You know, there's 347 planets with sentient life in the universe. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah! And everybody's okay. like, "That's Jerry. He knows how every turtle is going to die." <laughs> Everyone, every single one. It's a tr- fucking tragedy. Everyone stings just the same. <laughs> I know, I know, and yet I cannot stop it. You know, I've tried. You cannot interfere with. You can't stop death. It comes for us all. Uh, anyway. So uh, that'll be fourteen ninety five. Yeah, have a great day. You're like shopping at fucking Acme or like the local <laughs> supermarket, and you're like, oh, oh let me, okay. Let, mm, let me bag. Let me bag your groceries. You're gonna need it. Wait, why? Can't tell you. I can't tell you. But what I can tell you is about the inescapable death <laughs> of the universe. And you're like, fuck me. Okay. 
So now we kind of know, we get an idea why Lady Strongwood works at uh, the Steeple Leaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yep. because it's like, it was a call. Like oh, yeah. he was called to this. Because you said it was more of a service, Alex, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my goodness. Now what? What are we fucking done? You know, like, how, how do you want to, like, wrap this story up? We have the beginning, which is, like, very much, like, this tea room does this. It is for the, like, it's our, you know, Lady Violet Strongwood works in the field of giving you a lasting experience and a glimpse at yourself or something bigger than yourself through the magic of the town of Russet Haven. Then what? Would we like to get to know Lady Strongwood? I mean, I would, unless... Alex, do you have any, like, just random thoughts that you want to establish? Um, wow. This is, this has been so much fun already. And I love, I, I'm not going to apologize for it, but it is sort of an incontrovertible fact that anytime I come onto a show, I end up somehow making it a love letter to small towns. I've, I, we, I, we've done two party of ones at this point, and they're both, they're, they're a small <laughs> town element. That is true, right? Like, that's just that makes me so happy. Incontrovertibly true. Um, both of them are amazing. You should go listen to both of them right away as soon as you're finished with this episode. Um, yep. There will be links in the show notes. <laughs> don't, don't make me put links in the show notes. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> uh, anyway, I think all... The, the most important thing to me, I think, is that, again, this is not such a well-known phenomenon that people come to Russet Haven for this purpose. I think, ah. it's, I, think I, agree. I think it's really important to me that nobody comes to Russet Haven specifically to get tea from Lady Violet Strongwood. I think it's... I agree. In, unless, like, you are just really, really into tea and you know somebody who went to the tea shop in Russet Haven once and was like, oh my god, wait, I gotta tell you about this place. You know what I mean? But it's more like that. It's never going to be, like, um, rumors spread far and wide of this tea shop where people are suddenly flocking to Russet Haven. I think it very much has to be kind of a, a thing that you experience. And, you know, if you're not from Russet Haven, chances are it's, like, so weird that maybe you wouldn't even know how to describe it to somebody else. Other than to say, like, yeah. you've got to check out this tea shop. That's all I can say I, about I, that. I think that makes a lot of sense with, like, how we've described Russet Haven is if this is the normal for everyone right. in Russet Haven, like, this small town, like, nobody's going to go out of the small. You know, it's not really a town that anybody, like, goes to mm-hmm. in the in the tradition of, like, so many beautiful small towns. Like, right. there's, no, there's no giant ball of twine to draw you there. It's just a small town that dots a map. And so for the people of Russet Haven, like this, this experience of, I have this incontrovertible fact about the universe is completely normal. I also think yeah, it's, it's very important that Lady Violet Strongwood is not like famous in Russet Haven in the sense that like everybody has some sort of odd reverence. I think it's more just like, you know, when's that kid going to finish that screenplay he's been talking about for the past six years? <laughs> Definitely has a screenplay. Of couldn't, there's no question. It has a lot. There's a lot of projects that Lady Strongwood <laughs> has started. She's got a lot of started. irons and a lot of fires. And, yeah, you know. like it just got a, lot of, got a lot of stuff going on. You know, I'm just spinning a lot of plates. I'm just kind of <laughs> seeing which one, you know, which one takes off. Well, I love my all my fantasy children, Sona. <laughs> all right. So. I love this. Do we want to get, do we want to. Spend a few minutes getting to know a few thing, a few, a few fun facts about uh, Lady Violet. Yeah, let's do it. A thousand percent. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say, Alex, mm-hmm. tell, say, say, stop. Like, give me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm shuffling a thing. Tell me when to, tell okay. me when. I, I will. All right. <laughs> stop. I was gonna make this way more of a right. bit, but you can stop now. All right. <laughs> it feels right. I'm gonna oh. edit it to make it oh. sound like it happened real quick. <laughs> oh. Oh, uh-huh. oh, oh, oh. Yes. Okay, so for context, 
uh, I have opened 137 questions for character creation, a resource for the rest of us, which is uh, an assortment of questions from uh, the TV show Beyond Belief, Yahoo Answers, Quora, uh, questions from my brother and my brother and me, etc. And the question that I landed on, I am not making this up. What's the right tip? Whoa! <laughs> oh, goodness. How okay. do you tip Lady Violet? Oh gosh, I hmm. love that. What is what is he? What is what is 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 he literally just what five dollars? <laughs> or like <laughs> is, is he like money? No, I mean he's got rent to pay. <laughs> it's true. Hmm. Is there something more fun than five bucks? Okay. No, I was just gonna say. I think maybe um, there are two possibilities I have here. One of them seems kind of like a little bit trite, um, but is still fun to me. And the other one, I think, sort of serves the fiction well. The first one is that I'm going to say that maybe Lady Violet Strongwood collects stories. Um, I was going to say that as well. Because, you know, (laughs) we know he's working on a screenplay. But also, like, when you are someone who is maybe working at the only place in town where you are going to meet people who come from elsewhere, and you've lived in a small town your entire life, the thing that would be most interesting to you would be stories about other places. And I think it's something kind of interesting. Maybe, maybe Lady Violet Strongwood's magic doesn't work on himself. Mm, He's lived in a small town his entire life. He's been in this one place and grown up here and works in the same coffee shop where, or tea shop where he's been for several years at this point. Probably never really gonna get out of Russet Haven. Um, and can't go any of the places that he sends other people. So maybe what he collects is stories from other lands or other towns or just other people that people or, have met or, or the or the places that you go yeah. exactly yes it's it's it's, it's I'm, i sent you on this journey like you're back now mm-hmm. what's the one thing you took away from that and yeah. you tell him and he's like all right we're good have a great day i'll see you again later yeah yeah like after you go on this journey uh he's like okay what did you see? Like, where did you go? Tell me, you know, as much as you're comfortable with, please just share with me. Because I think, like, I don't think that he has any aspirations of leaving because this is his passion. Right. Is this shop is the steep leaf and all these, you know, three other gigs that he's got. <laughs> this beverage making in this small town. Like, he is just like us where, like, there is a passion for small towns. Sure. Like, he's like, why would I leave? Like, everything I could ever need. Mm-hmm. My town is beautiful. It brings so many people so much joy. Like, I love my locals. You know, I don't need to go anywhere else but i fucking love learning about all these dope places that people like where you're from Mm -hmm. i love that that's the small talk that's while like you know while the leaves are getting because you said the shop is covered in leaves so it's like while uh hey can i go can i get like one of your i don't know special brews or whatever i don't know what it's called (laughs) can you send me (laughs) can you send me yeah yeah got it and while he's like back there pulling at jars and like checking labels and is like yeah yeah so where are you from that's like the small talk yeah then i love I Once you that. come back, it's like, where? so where were you? What was it like? Tell me all about it. Tell me everything. I love this. That's the tip. And then it's like, no, no, no. Keep your money. Or no, leave that fucking money on the counter. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take the $5. I'll take your $5. If you don't tip, he just stares at you like, oh, that, wow, that was amazing. I'm glad you went to another dimension. Wow, cool. Just so you just, you just finished telling me about how you got to speak to like the lover that died that you haven't seen in 12 years. So I don't know. I just thought yeah. maybe... That'd be worth like two bucks. You're fucking fucking welcome, first of all, for connecting you to your like, you know, that lost civilization. Um, Money now, please. It's just deducted from your fantasy account. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the experience is like, wait a minute, what happened to my $5? What do you mean what happened to it? I just sent you to another dimension. (laughs) 
Lady, right. Lady Strong was straight muscles money out of your account slash pocket. Listen, All right, it's Aaron. a hustle. It is. It's not even real. No, it does not go down that road. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's all all right, Aaron. Tell me when. When? I don't play what's, games. Okay, Aaron. What's an oh shit <laughs> moment when Lady Violet? Aaron, an oh shit moment. An oh shit moment where Lady Violet realized he'd been doing something wrong, the wrong way, or doing something the wrong way for years. Oh, no. Um, an oh shit moment. I'm trying to think of something that's like actually tender. Let me think. Let me pray on this real quick. Now, let me think about it. Okay. Um, I can grab myself a question if you want to think on this. Yes, please. All right. My question is. Oh, wow. I think we kind of touched on this, but, like, the question is planning a trip soon? <laughs> is Lady Violet... I, I I think I'm gonna throw out the bittersweet detail that, like, of the project, the many projects that Lady Violet has in the fire, the one that he comes back to the most, is, like, a trip to a nearby city. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a, he just is... He'll talk a lot about it, and, oh, like, yeah. it's that kind of, like, bittersweet thing of, like... He could just go. Right. But like, it's that, it's that, there's that fear of like, do I leave? And if I leave and come back, like, will things have changed? Like, will I still be able to, you know, do my, do my magic if I leave and come back? And so that I think he talks a lot about a lot of his, his talk, a lot of his like casual after hours talk is about like, there's really great stuff happening in Purithrigil. A lot of cool stuff happening. Yeah, like, I'm, looking at a couple I'm, weekends from to, now, me and some buddies are maybe gonna make a road trip. I have I have my thing. I have my oh shit okay. thing. What is it? What's the oh shit moment? An oh shit moment when you realized you'd been doing something wrong for years. So, Lady Violet Strongwood, um, as soon as he came of like age, was like an adult, whatever, fantasy, um, was left, left the town and was like, I am going to learn all I can about the art of like making teas and making beverages and like see, you know, and spreading that joy and learning all that I can. But I think that what he found was that like no one else had similar goals. No one else had that same joy that his hometown did. And like everywhere he went, it wasn't the same, like that local experience where it's like the same person comes in at the same time and you talk, you know, experienced that the world can be kind of, uncaring in a way you know that when you leave familiarity and when you think that you just have this small one horse town and that the rest of the world is bustling and warm and inviting and you go out and you experience the coldness of like of travel sometimes and you don't get that expectation and you think that you're going to go out there and change people's lives you know and i think that he tried to send people while he was, you know, traveling mm-hmm. and stuff, nothing happened. And that kind of experience, he wasn't able to provide until he came home. And it wasn't just the water. It was also like, you know, Ted coming in and being like, oh, my God, Lady Violet Strongwood, where have you been? We were all rooting for you. Oh, man, I bet you had the most amazing trip. Like that warmth and that love was what brings him back all the time to Reset Haven is that feeling of familiarity and joy that like, no, it's not the biggest tea community. They don't have travelers traveling far and wide. But if I can give this experience to like the couple neighbors I have, my friends that I grew up with, my family, these people who are in my town, if I can give them this transcendent experience that sends them somewhere and teaches them something, that has value. It doesn't have to reach millions of people. I don't have to become the next big tea sensation it's good enough to just have the steepled leaf 
work there and do my craft in a small, it's like basically the community theater feel where it's like, I don't have to be B-Way. I can stay here and do amazing things for amazing people. It's not a small scale if, if, if that's how you look at it. It's like there's no small, you know, uh, pr- there's no small plays, just small actors and stuff like that. That's the kind of feel where it's like, no, this is the best tea shop in the world. I'm going to cry. And, I love you know, Lady Violet Strongwood so much. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I love that so much. I want to change my answer to address the fact that he did travel when he was a, a younger, a young man. I want to say that like, uh, the question of planning a trip soon is not something that he talks about. It's something other people talk about for him. Mm. And he's too polite to shoot. He's too polite to, like, aggressively shoot it down. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, lady, you gotta go. Like, you gotta, you gotta get out there. And he's oh. like, oh, he's I like, like yeah, that. no, that sounds like great. That, that sounds yeah. great. A couple weekends from now, me and some friends are going to take a trip. Oh. It sounds great. And, like, it's, it's, the, it's that feel. It's that kind of quiet contentedness of, like, I don't need to... I don't fe- I don't need to explain my position of why mm-hmm. I don't do this. It's simply yes. I know it's the right answer for me. So people are always like, yeah. "Oh, you could probably make so much money in Purifier. Like you could do so much for so many people." And he's like, "Yeah, I probably, you know, yeah, I'll probably do that down the road at some point. Like right now I'm pretty happy, but like it's 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 in the back of his mind. He's like, "I'm not re- I'm not leaving. Why would I leave?" Well, yeah, and I think there are probably people too who are always like, you know, um because I'm picturing him as like not not young, young, like not a teen, but not old. No. And there are definitely older yeah. people who are always like, oh, well, you know, one of these days when, when he leaves us for whatever the next city is, Silverport, you know, uh, we're all going to be in trouble and he's going to get out of here someday. It's going to be real big news. And, and he's just like, haha, yeah. And keeps wiping down the coffee counter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, it, it, that it speaks to me. The coals and the fire is kind of like his tool of deflection. Yeah. Where yeah it's yeah. like, oh, when I get to Silverton, Silverpoint, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna finally gonna write that screenplay, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get out of here someday. But like, truly, and it, uh, it makes me very emotional thinking that like, he knows all these people. And like, when one of them make passes away or moves, it is like, devastatingly heavy, because it's like, this is his place that brings him so much joy. And he's like, you know, people think, like, oh, if you could get out there and see the whole world, and it's like, I don't need to, this is my world, you are my world, I just want to send you on so i send you I just want to give you an amazing experience you know and then you know that's kind of it and i think if people want to travel yeah, on through i think there's kind of a beautiful poeticism there too which is that you know lady violet strongwood has everything that he needs in russet haven and yeah. simultaneously like he is able to provide the people with like these incredible adventures and these wonderful things without ever leaving home and for him it's the mm-hmm. same oh. thing but just like on a less literal level you know mm-hmm. i can i give one last detail yeah. Lady Violet Strongwood has a very weathered, thick bound journal. Ooh, yes. That every shift, you know, as he clocks out, punches the clock or writes them the sign the sign out sheet, jots down what you said, what you said your adventure was, where Ted oh. went, you know, where Gladys went, and he has this tome of adventures that people and he's like, one day I might you know, that is the coal in the fire. Mm-hmm. He's like, one day I might uh I might put these out there in the world, but I, I also might just keep it to myself. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know. But yeah, there's a tome, there's a collection of tales of people's journeys and their adventures. Can I tell you something I love so much about that? What? One, it just owns. But two, um, the co- <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Can, um, I, can I tell you what I like about that? 
It's good. It's fucking slaps. Shreds. Well, <laughs> That's what they say. That's what kids say. It slaps. Oh, I man. said shreds. But um, in in the coffee shop where I worked in the back seating area where there were some overstuffed armchairs and like little side tables, there was a little leather journal that just sat out on uh, like one of the coffee tables and it didn't belong to anybody. It just belonged to the coffee shop and it was blank and people would just write in it. And like the stuff that they would write would be, you know, sometimes it would be like, Oh, I had a great time. I'm visiting from here and here, like a guest book. And other times people would just write like weird personal stuff in there. I very rarely flipped through it just cause I was kind of like, I don't know, this feels like too personal. Like I know they're, they're writing it down with the knowledge that anybody in the world can see it. that comes in here, but like, yeah, there was something so strangely intimate about that book. I love that kind of stuff, though, about coffee shops. It is the very simple act of, like, you know, when you can scribble your name Mm -hmm. on, like, the wall. You know, like, some coffee shops are covered in, like, old flyers. If you could leave basically, like, a message of any kind behind, it's like, what do you leave Mm -hmm. for the, you know, what do you leave the barista? Yeah. I am obsessed. I did not. I love it. We got there, y'all. We got there. (laughs) Lady Violet Strongwood is a very good character. Good character. Dang. Is that a fucking rap? It's a rap. Is there, was there anything else? <laughs> I was going to throw out the detail that Lady Violet Strongwood is 10 feet tall and has a cable, like, has like a metal cable arm, but I don't think I, I want to throw that out. I hate you. There's like six characters with fucking cable limbs. <laughs> the Lady Violet Strongwood of, of 40 minutes ago, that might have worked, but we've arrived at a much softer Lady Violet Strongwood. I, I think a much fonder. Right, just just the glowing cable eye then. Got it. Yeah, just yeah, the just, eye. Just one just glowing the cable eye. eye. When you get sent, the cable eye lights up. <laughs> Um, no, but I really like this. The story is really beautiful about appreciating what you have and giving people uh, a really beautiful experience. Like I, and, but you can't share it yourself, which is, you know, ain't that always the way of art? Ain't it Mm -hmm. just. I love this. Um, that's a wrap on Lady Violet Strongwood. First, I want to thank our prompt submitter. Uh, thank you so much. A second story. Your prompt is fucking dope. A magical tea shop turned into really bomb shit. (laughs) Second, (laughs) Alex. Fucking thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, so much for having oh me. Truly, this is like one of my, and again, I'm going to sound like an enormous sycophant, but this is like one of my podcast bucket list guest spots. So um, thank you. Oh. I really, really had a great time. Did you have fun? Good. That's why I was like, oh, you know, I wanted, I don't know. I just get excited. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. This, this completely owns. This is like one of my favorite things in the world. It's just sitting and just spinning out beautiful like tales and characters and concepts with people and just tugging on those threads and seeing where they go. And especially, you know, if it has yeah. to do with tea and small towns and weird dungeons and just like absurdist humor, like I'm all in. Yay. Thank so. Where can people find you? What you working on? Tell us everything you do. Don't hold back. We can speak for another half hour about all the great work you do. Oh my gosh. Well, you can find me primarily on Twitter because I never leave, um, which is at Coffee Detective, but it's C-O-F-F-3-3 Detective because the regular ass handle of Coffee Detective was taken by a blog that made like three posts and then never tweeted again. And I'm still salty about it, but it's fine. I just look like a homestuck now. Um... Anyway, you can find me on the, on the podcast that I mentioned earlier, or occasionally popping up on other people's podcasts. As Jeff mentioned, I've done two, I think, show-stopping performances on Party of They're One. They're wonderful. They're good episodes. Which have both been great. Um, but also, I do uh, 
not so much right now, but I do game design. I designed a game called Coffee Detective, which is, you know, the same as my handle, which is a, a Twin Peaks-esque sort of homage to small town weirdness and uh, just absurdist improvisation. It's very fun and very weird. And then I guess this would be a good time to start talking about the fact that upcoming um, James D'Amato has a book coming out, which is a collection of uh, micro RPGs for people to sort of pull and play and get started with new weird games that are probably not like anything you've ever seen before. I did have a submission in that anthology, which is a game called Wonders, which is about the process of starting and being a one hit wonder band and then imploding that one hit wonder band with a group of your friends, um, which I think is very fun. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. You're a boss. Thanks. Good golly. <laughs> So please follow Alex. Check out all of their work. It's bomb. It's very good. Um, and they're just fun. Like you're you're fucking awesome. Oh I hope, you guys I'm are glad fun. you have fun. And this, yeah, things we're all fun. fun. We're so fun. <laughs> um, if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, you have to hang out for the all the talk at the end of the episode. By the way, I mean, I where um, else am I going to be right now? <laughs> Um, so if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own to our use in our beautiful little podcast that could, there's so many ways that you can send them to us. Jeff, I don't know them off the top of my head, but I think you do. Uh, I can try. I don't know. Get Me neither. Okay, uh, you can tweet them. Do. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com, or you can go to bit.ly slash amfc discord and post them in the prompt submission channel shibuya um if you're like me and you're always on the internet listening to cool tabletop podcasts there's another one that you should totally listen to that features the one the only jeff game master Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. You can hear Alex on two episodes, you can hear Aaron on three, four, a bunch of episodes. Oh, uh, you can find new episodes every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Why does Aaron get Boom. to be on more episodes than me? Because I've known Aaron long. Because I've known it's Aaron true. longer, and you're catching up. It's true. You are catching up. But yeah, I'm also old. We're also old with an E at the end. We are actually not the cool teens that we pretend to be on the internet. This information is sending me. I just <laughs> If you, if you enjoy podcasts, I might also recommend Skyjack's Courier's Call, an all-ages fate-accelerated adventure set in the world of Spear, as featured in the podcast campaign, which features one Aaron Catano Saez as a cast member. Yeah. You can find new episodes of that at OneShotPodcast.com, <laughs> the same place that you can find episodes of All My Fantasy Children. Because we are proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. The One Shot Podcast Network is home to a plethora of incredible artists with incredible shows. Shows like... A Horror Borealis, an actual place set in the town of Revenant, Alaska. Alaska? Did I, get, I got that yep, right, Yeah, it right? is Alaska. <laughs> okay, I liked... I, I, I was you don't get was. to plug your own work. <laughs> a, hor uh, a Horror Borealis is an actual place set in the town of Revenant, Alaska. It is fantastic and features the game mastery, the keepery of one Alex Flanagan, as featured on this episode of All My Fantasy Children, a podcast on the One Shot Network. <laughs> <laughs> that was like expertly other done. Shows such as... Oh, gosh. Um, what else do we do? Oh, God, do a the most hug. important part. We do a verbal hug every week. <gasps> um, verbal hug this week. Do you have anything off the top of your head, like words of encouragement, positivity, or just something nice to say to someone that what, you want people to feel what, and believe? Alex, what do you need to hear today? What do mm, I true. need to hear today? I needed to hear yeah. some some friendly voices, so this has been really oh. nice. 
Oh, it's take so nice. Some, take some time, like take some time in the next few days to hear some friendly voices, y'all. Like take some time to True. like, like there are people, there are people that love you and care about you, and like take some time just to like hear their voices. I mean, you know I know what? it's like you might have to initiate, but that doesn't mean that they don't want it. It just means exactly, that like yes. they have not gotten there yet, and maybe it's what they really need, and they're scared to reach out to you. But don't feel like your friends not like setting up reasons to talk to you means that they don't want to talk to you. Everybody wants to talk to somebody right now. <laughs> It's true. true. No, you're exactly right. Like, like, and 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 it it is scary to take that first step, but it is the most beautiful and valuable thing of all because, like, it's more like so often it is exactly the thing that needs to happen for like you know a lovely experience to take shape. Um, I have a quick one. Go for uh, it. And it's from the episode. Um, right now is a lot of time where like you know the the stress of like, am I making enough? Does my work matter? My you know, I saw a Twitter hashtag about like, you know, it sucks to only have like a couple followers on Twitter. Like when the validation is literally everywhere for your projects on social media and people quantify quality to like numbers of followers and Patreon backers and things like that. It is okay to be uh, the the strongwood of the world and be like, you know, you, you don't have to be the next X. You don't have to have a gigantic project to impact even if you're impacting one person with your work and it's yourself, that work has merit and value. You know, like, you know, our podcast does not have a gajillion thousands of fucking listeners, but like, is it important? Does it help a lot of people and lift people up? It brings fucking me and Jeff joy, you know? And so I think that it's, it has value. It has merit. If, even if your work is reaching one person, you know, do it for yourself, do it for them, even if that person is you, because your work has value, it's incredible, and you don't have to be anything else other than yourself and do your amazing work. The end. Beautiful. <laughs> that was Thanks. beautiful. Thank you. Um, is that all we do wrap. on the show? Yeah. That is, in fact, a wrap. Uh, so until next time, good, good night, night and, and good, good game, game everybody. Leave my eyes, Lady Violet, back in old Russet. Oh, taking a brief stop after you continue your world tour, huh? Oh, I bet the whole world just can't get enough of your special brews, huh? Now, I know us folk from Russet ain't much, and, you know, we're used to kind of getting sent, but you're really changing the world out there, Lady Violet. You really are. Just think you come from old Russet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always knew that you were special. Now, Russet, it ain't much, we know that. But you, you were always destined for something greater, I think, you know. Uh, but part of me always wanted you to stay right here with us and, you know, giving us the good feelings. And, and we appreciate you visiting, we really do. Uh, but you got a lot of people to help. Can't just hang around this one-horse town with us forever, no. But anyway, it's good to see you, Lady Violet. But make sure you say hi to everybody uh, before you head out, okay? Oh, good luck out there. We're all so happy for you. Don't, don't forget Russet on your adventures, okay? <laughs>